right, 705.13 has power control systems. And Bill, we talked a little bit about this, but let me read the text. Power control systems, that's where you say we can control the power sources that control the output of power production sources, energy storage systems, and other equipment must be listed. No big deal there. The power control system must limit the current to the opacity of the conductors or the rating of the bus bar to which it is connected in accordance with 705.13a through e. Okay, so Bill, you jump in when you feel that we need to talk about something. And let's go to A through E, A, monitoring. The, the power control system controller must monitor all current within the power control system. Okay. The bus bar or conductor on the load side of the service disconnect that is not monitored by the power control system must be sized in accordance with 705.12. All right, so any kind of load side connect connection is 705.12, and we talked about how you size the bus in that. So that's just repeating something that's already in 705.12 for this point. Right. We're saying what we're saying is that if you're not controlled by the power control system, you have to follow 705. Oh, not monitored. Okay. So 705.12, we had to do anyhow. Right. But this is reminding you. Well, if you're not monitored, well, then it's going to have to be sized by that because. So I we're got... referencing one another because in 705.12 we talk about 705.13. So all three of these sections, 705.11, 12, and 13, have to work together. All right, and they have to reference one another because. You have to know when you're in the 705.13 space and when you're not. So when in 11, it tells you if you're over there, then do that. And if you're over here, it tells you if you're going to be this, you can do that. Got it. Makes sense. All right. 705.13a, where the power control system is connected to the supply side, it tells it to go to 705.11, which, of course, we understand. But it must monitor the service conductors. That's the key, is that if you're on the supply side, you have to. You don't have a choice. You have on the load side, we don't because we right. have an overcurrent device. That's right. But on the line side, we do because we have no overcurrent device and we got to monitor what we're trying to be concerned about. That's right. Makes sense. One second. What does this look like? What does this, this box look like? I mean, what does this look like? Square. Maybe it's rectangular. <laughs> it depends. Can we have a picture anywhere? I mean, like... I, see if I, <coughs> I had some pictures from Schneider. Let me see if I have them with me. But so, I mean, so it, no, do I have CTs and yes, these are, do yes. these CTs generate their own electricity? Do I have to have low voltage wiring going to these things? And I just yeah. clip on these things and it yeah. sends out on a Wi-Fi and connects right. to Wi-Fi and like. Sure. So these are, these are monitor, these are CTs that are going on the service conductors or whatever conductors you're having to monitor. So I'm having all these things you want to see. Now, how do they get the power of the CTs? Or is a CT getting power from what it's measuring? And so therefore. Right. So it's just like any meter. So but, these are these are these are CT meters, and that that information is going to a computer, and that computer is telling the power sources what to do. Well, how do I get that information to the computer? I mean, is it wireless? No, no. These things are typically CT wires that are going into a box, and that box is basically so. So these are CTs that are used for metering of service conductors all the rest. They have to follow all the rules that that uh, devices have to be when they're in service equipment and various pieces of equipment. Got a nice line diagram from, I don't know, some guy uh, wrote this article. I'm not sure who it was. Yeah, Bill Brooks. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, I see the CT. Yeah. Okay, I can see the concept, but here's, 
But that little dotted lines, Brian, you see where it says yep, the P yeah, power yeah. control system? The little dotted lines, is that wireless, wireless in the air or is no, that a physical wire? 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 Those are wires typically. They're wires. So they're like, it'll be a class two control circuit then. These are, these are like Ethernet cable or something like that? Or some uh, kind of wire? They're usually a little heavier than that, but sure. Okay, so they're going to be wires that's going to sure. go in. And so we got to be aware of bringing these wires into these enclosures. And sure. that's going to be Article 725. So power control systems has class two control circuits and class two control cabling right. that's going to have to be concerned. So we have to make sure well, we cover and 725. they're going to have to be listed for... They're it's all part of the listing of the product. Yeah, they're going to be listed right. for it. It's going to be a product. Oh, this, isn't this like is not thinking. a class two circuit. Right. This uh -huh. is a power control system with listed cables and conductors, yes, and absolutely. you install it according to the instructions. Absolutely. We can't just bring CM cable into a panel and start terminating it on right. CTs. This is a listed system. So it comes in a box, and it mm -hmm. has the controller, and it has the CTs, and I get this cable And it's listed lane. to be installed inside of the enclosure. It's listed to be installed the inside devices. of the enclosure to measure the power control system. Yep. Let me think. Okay, so I run the cables. I, how do I get into the enclosure? Do I put like a little connector with a little, and then the, what, 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 how do I get into the? You may be going through the raceways that are where the conductors are. And we'd have to find out. Well, you know what? They're insulated for 600 volts. Absolutely. Yeah, so therefore, the system. you yeah. can have those. So those conductors are designed to be installed. They're insulated. You can put it in raceways. Power. Okay, so I got that. All right. Fine. And I don't know about PCS, but EMS systems, many of them are going to self-powered Bluetooth sensors. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm worried about me running wires. Mm -hmm. And what yeah. does it look like? If I have wireless, that's a different story. Okay, so now I know I'm buying a listed system because it said it had to be listed. Yep. I have to follow the instructions. It's not going to be something that's covered by the code telling me how to do this. Yep. I'm not going to start to get creative, right? Mm -hmm. All right, let's go back. To and 312 has changes, too, relative to the gutter space. I'm sorry? Article 312 has changes relative to the gutter space for these monitoring devices, too. It has something in 312? Yeah. You have to find that code section. So I will. So let me go back here. The sum of the power control system currents plus all monitoring currents from all sources of supply must not exceed the impasse of any bus or conductor impasse supplied by the power production sources. Well, we talked about that, Bill, right? In other words, you're monitoring all these things, and you're going to set that thing to make sure to what number you want, 175, or whatever the number is going to be. I'm good with this. Where the power control system is connected to an overcurrent device protecting the bus bars or conductors not monitored by the power control system, the setting of the power control system must be set to the higher, no, set to the rating of that overcurrent device. What's that saying, Bill? Where it's connected to an overcurrent device, can this thing be connected to an overcurrent device? Yeah. Talk to so the, um, so you could have uh, a, several power sources that are controlled and run into one circuit breaker. Okay, so we're controlling the power, ultimately controlling the the power in that case through the circuit breaker, and so we're we're saying is that even if the power controls were to completely fail and all the power uh, systems would go to full power or something like that, there's still an overcurrent device that would trip and protect the bus bars to which they're connected. Okay. Makes sense. I think. Um, 705.13c, the power control system must provide overcurrent protection either by overcurrent protection, overcurrent, should say, protected devices, or the functionality of an overcurrent protection device in the product listing. What? No, it's what it says is that you either have to have an overcurrent protective device 
or the device has to be listed as an overcurrent protective device. So the, we can list the electronic system for overcurrent protection. All right, and that's, that's a new concept, but that's a very real thing. I'm an electrician. And I'm, a, I'm an electrical contractor, and, I, and I'm a little smart kind of guy. I like to know more stuff here. But I'm still not really comfortable about all these terms and all this description. How do I, this is not something that's code necessarily only. I need to actually know what it looks like, how to mechanically put it. Who do I talk to about understanding power control systems and how to set the settings and all the nuances? How do I, I don't think I can read the code book here that would give me what I need to know. I'm an electrician, I know what I gotta do. Just install it according to the instructions, is that right? As an electrician. But sizing and setting it and, and all the little nuances, Brian, were you going to say well, something? Yeah, I was going to say, and, and I'm sure Bill's very involved in some of these, but, you know, as a contractor, when you start learning about these new technologies, you go to trainings and you go to little expos and seminars um, because, yeah, you're right. You can open it up and read the instructions, but a lot of times even that doesn't tell you what you're going to do. And a lot of what we're talking about here, the instructions are going to lay it out for you pretty clearly. And if it's bigger, somebody like Bill is going to design the system for you and say, this goes, this clamp goes here, this one goes here, this one goes here, install this brand, this model, this is how it's set, and you're done. This is what I'm getting my feeling right now, is, Bill, you're teaching us kind of conceptually what this stuff does, and you're trying to help us understand, well, it could be listed as an overcurrent device, and I'm trying to understand, okay, I see the wires now, but in reality, I won't even understand what the code is saying until actually I physically have one, I've gone to classes, I've gone to call, you know, things, and then I can go back to the code. It's like, oh, now I understand why in the language that they're using. So those of you that watch this video, yeah. if you can be a little bit patient with yourself to recognize there's a power control system. Sometimes it can be listed as an overcurrent device. It, it's, it, 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 it has the rules about impacities without getting into completely understanding everything and recognizing you're going to have to get into that industry. You're going to have to and learn what it's going to be. And a new technology. And it's a new technology. Yeah. Look, at, look at the diagram that you threw up from the article the other, a few minutes ago. And, and that'll help people conceptualize. Because I think conceptualization is really important on something right, like this. I'm ready now. It's uh, zero out a little bit because that's a little too close. But, uh, yeah, but anyway. You, a little bigger, Brian. Just yeah, to get the bottom the somewhere top. in between. They're right there. there you so go. you see the PCS and EMS at the top. What so does that mean, EMS? Uh, energy management. Okay. Okay. So, so those would probably be in the same brain, but we, we separate them because the code separates them. We have okay. 750. This with, is like a computer. This is a computer. Okay. And so we're bringing inputs to the computer. The inputs okay. to the computer include the power uh -huh. control system, covers the PV and the ESS and things like that. Uh, it also monitors, so you see the monitors for the uh, microgrid interconnect device and for the service. All right, so we got, we're monitoring those things. We've got relaying, so we can isolate in the case that we, we want to operate uh, independently of the utility. Um, and then we have loads. Some of those loads are monitored, like the EV loads. Some of those loads are not monitored. EV means what? Electric vehicle. Okay, yeah, I'm just, I'll yeah, sure. okay. Understood. So, so what we're saying here is that if we have control over some loads and we have control over the power sources, 
even if we don't have control over all the loads, we, we can actually make this system work and we have to have overcurrent protection to prevent any eventualities of over overcurrent and things like that. Right. So are you controlling those like the EV2 electric vehicles and the power source? I see dotted lines going there. Mm -hmm. Is this like a breaker? I mean, am I like getting a breaker and I'm turning it off and on? Like no, in the case of the EVs, it's gonna that would be talking directly to oh. the EV charger and saying, hey guys, we got too much load on this circuit, back off. So we're actually now, because a lot of the loads are electronic, mm -hmm. We're now working, we, we, measure these, we measure these things, but then however they communicate electronically to the load to say, hey, drop down that charging level, okay, you know, whether it be the electric uh, energy storage system or the power output, so we're con So this has to integrate with the electronics of the products. That's right. That's the EMS portion of it. Traditional right. energy management systems, right. uh, they're talking, you could have a million square foot building mm -hmm. and energy management devices all over the building are talking via a network back to the energy management system. So it's not like there's a wire going to the EV breaker necessarily. It could See, be Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. it could be Ethernet, and, right, it, and it could be on the other side of the house. See, I thought we were controlling the breakers. We could. We could. But, Absolutely. But, but that means you're turning it off. You know what right. I mean? Now you've got to get manually turn it back on, or maybe right. you can turn it back on. But what that's, you're the, saying, that's a last case resort. Kind right. Of last, right. Yeah. But what we're saying is that we're using electronics to communicate with other electronics and to control them electronically. The not, thing about it, you could turn your lights off with your phone. It, right. It's not a big challenge now to control And we're only remotely. running the wire for the purposes of CTs because that one we have to physically do. The other one you can't yet make wire insulation. Jimmy. So as you say all this, think about the enforcement community. Now, Brian's right that contractors are going to enjoy this new market piece and, and they're going to go get training from the manufacturers. <laughs> But now you're going to see an enforcer out there, and you're going to say, Brian's going to say to me, Jim, I got 400 amps worth of supply, and I got 200 amp conductors, but it's okay. I got this system here that's going to monitor what I do with that. There's going to have to be a training for the enforcers out there. There's going to be a lot of collision in the field. Well, what I'm seeing is that, and Bill, you've been saying this, but I'm not that smart of a person because I don't understand. What you're saying is that the size of the service is irrelevant, and the size of the loads are irrelevant, right? That's right. Because if we're controlling because. everything, because the way we size the service is based upon the diversity, right? Well, right. so we do these calculations and we come up with these numbers. We're like, listen, forget about what you're talking about because that's all bogus. We're actually going to actually control the loads. Oh. So we will know what the load is because we're controlling it. All you gotta do is, hey, listen, we got a 400 amp service there, got it, thanks. That's all we need to know. Yep. Now after that, we're adding energy storage systems, we're adding PV systems, adding all these things, we have all these other loads, and we can control what's going on electronically. Right. And go ahead, Eric. No, and even, even to the point where you can imagine your clothes dryer throttling down because there's too much load in the house or your water heater throttling down. Yeah, see, the key there is I'm thinking it turns off. Right. I, I'm, I'm old school energy management. You turned it off. You turned it on. Now you're like, well, no, we can. I don't want to turn it off. We can. We can take right. the air conditioning, right? Variable speeds. You kind of drop that down a little bit. Okay, the water heater can raise up right. the temp. You know, we can. 
Yeah. Everything? Okay. So, so it is, and it's far more complex. I can see this. But it's, it's, it's where we have to go, and, and it's, a, it's the reality that the new loads that we're adding, like electric vehicles, which are massive, these are bigger than any loads a residence has ever seen before. Six to seven kilowatts continuous. What other loads are there? There's no, even a five-ton heat, heat pump doesn't run that much power. So uh, these are the biggest loads that have ever been added to a home. And the question is, okay, now you're talking about service upgrades and very expensive and all this kind of stuff. Or, oh, what if we controlled it? I only, I'm only going to charge my EV at night, okay? And if I did want to do it during the day, I've got a controller that says, hey, if the power's there, you can use it. If it's not there, you can't use it. So you have an iPhone, you're programming this thing. Yeah. Oh, some other way you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, I got and it. And the controller takes like over. And if the controller gets stupid, all the power sources shut down, and it goes back to the original state before I put all this new stuff in. So, so it's basically I got my 100-amp service back, and it's got the lights, and it's got my refrigerator, and it's got the, my heat pump or whatever I've got there. Wow. And that was already sized for that. And all the rest of it just went away. Brian? Well, um, with a lot of this automation stuff and, and kind of to go back to what Jim said with, you know, enforcement having to really deal with a lot of this, most of the systems that I've ever dealt with, and I'm sure all the new ones, are fail-safe. So if communication isn't up between the power source and the system, it just doesn't export power. If it is up and everything's good, everything gets a green light, all the checks and balances match, and, and Jim, you know, that's where your guys are going to have to get some education also to realize this isn't rogue, old-fashioned equipment that when you turn it on, it's exporting 100 amps. It's, it's, hey, if all the lights are green, I'll start exporting as long as the lights stay green. And, and I'm positive that this equipment will be able to export from zero to 100 amps at, at, to match the system. So it, as much as us getting education, the inspectors are now going to have to go out there and go, oh, man, I, I need to – maybe ICC uh, needs to get a seminar IEI. on this. Well, here's, here's, IEI, yeah. IEI, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that the manufacturers will come to the section meetings oh, yeah. and start updating on – Here's a great analogy. My car runs on a computer. It can't run without that computer. It doesn't have a hope of running without that you computer. Electric car, right? My old car run great without a computer. All right? But all of a sudden, it starts getting bad information. Guess what happens? The engine shuts down. Yep. You know? What I didn't understand <laughs> was that, Mike, we're not talking about existing water heaters and air conditioning. We're talking about a system, a power control system, which means the equipment is being designed to a standard. There's software involved inside. that. There's firmware involved. All these things are working together, and we're going to be moving in that direction. So we have to have clear rules now to take us there. So I want to move off of this, that's right. if that's okay. But, Bill, you did a fantastic job because I'm thinking hardwire, turn a load on and off. No, no, no. We're talking about equipment that's automatically. Okay, that being the case, I'm going to go over to 70513E that the access to the power control system must be restricted to qualified personnel in accordance with 240.6C. So if you're going to be doing these adjustments and settings, people have to have a password to get into it or something like that. Right. Okay, that's all.